and pro This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here it. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Amazon is bursting with pride. According to its own representations and announcement, the President of the United States and the White House is also bursting with pride, a proclamation on lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer Pride Month for 2021. The President said, Pride is a time to recall the trials the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community has endured and to rejoice. He said, my administration is taking historic actions to finally deliver full equality for LGBTQ plus families. Therefore, I, Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States, do hereby proclaim June 2021 as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer Pride Month. I call upon the people to wave their flags of pride high. We want to talk about this waving the flag of pride high here today on Viewpoint as Amazon is bursting with pride and the United States Air Force has now declared a drag queen show essential to morale, cohesion, and readiness. The Boy Scouts have fallen due to the same kind of turning and most recently... In the last day or two, a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders has publicly announced he was gay, making him the first active NFL player to do so. What is all this about? Then, in addition to that, Europe's largest gay pride... After a backlash in the pandemic, the largest gay pride parade in Central Europe took place again last Saturday amid a backlash in Poland and Hungary against LGBT rights. The year's equality parade came 20 years since the event was first held in the Polish capital. It's held in Moscow. It's held in virtually all the capitals of the world. The raising of the rainbow flag that has co-opted the flag, actually the rainbow that God gave to Noah, as the promise that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. It was a symbol of God's covenant, and it's been co-opted now for pride, pride in something that God declared an abomination. But man now has declared it worthy of pride, including the President of the United States and not just President Joe Biden. In fact, uh, Bill Clinton was the first president in 1999 to honor and 
declare the Pride Month, June, as the Pride Month to celebrate LGBTQ and so on relationships, then Barack Obama, uh, not to be outdone, decided that he was going to go to even greater lengths. And for each one of the years that he was in office, he he directed a celebration of Pride Month, the LGBTQ Pride Month. The term gay pride was crafted by a fellow by the name of Tom Higgins, a gay rights activist in Minnesota in 1969. Brenda Howard, a bisexual activist, is known as the mother of pride. And as one activist said, the next time someone asks you why LGBT pride marches exist or why LGBT Pride Month is is in June, tell them a bisexual woman named Brenda Howard thought it should be. Frank Kamini originated the slogan, Gay is Good, in 1968 to counter social stigma. On November 2nd, 1969, Craig Rodwell, his partner Fred Sargent and Ellen Broidy, and Linda Rhodes proposed the first Pride Month, a march to be held in New York City, and they then eventually spread all over the world. As I indicated, three presidents of the United States have officially declared a Pride Month. Bill Clinton declared June Gay and Lesbian Pride Month in 1999. Then from 2009 through 2016, each year he was in office, President Barack Obama declared June LGBT Pride Month. And later, Joe Biden declared, as you know, June LGBTQ Pride Month. And so, here we are today looking at, in the midst of June, as the old song used to say, June is busting out all over, the feelings are getting so intense, but never anticipating that it was talking about Pride Month, LGBTQ Pride Month. As Wikipedia so proudly says, gay pride or LGBT pride is the promotion of the self-affirmation and increased visibility of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people as a social group. And so here today on Viewpoint, we're taking a look at this bigger picture, and I'm glad that you've joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today's program, we're titling Pride, Perversion, and Prophecy. Pride, Perversion, and Prophecy. It's interesting that the word pride has been chosen uh, to celebrate that which God has declared an abomination and perversion, why would we use a term like that? Well, apparently we'll use a term like that because indeed humankind believes that they know better than God. And so we'll celebrate that which God says he hates, that which he calls an abomination. That's which he says will prevent you from fellowship with the Father through Jesus Christ. On the other hand, today, notwithstanding what the Bible has to say, notwithstanding what the Word of God has to say, the Word of men, including pastors, priests, 
prime ministers, presidents, politicians, all of them seem to be coming out increasingly in favor of pridefully celebrating that which God calls an abomination. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that, and what are the consequences? Are there present temporal consequences for a nation and for a world that has adopted pride in that which God calls perversion and abomination? Are there consequences? We want to take a look at that as we go on through the program here today on Viewpoint. You see, Viewpoint does determine destiny. There are no neutral viewpoints. You can allow your feelings to dominate, or you can allow facts and your faith to dominate. But you have to make a choice. If you allow your feelings to dominate, you will inevitably led be led down a uh, primrose path to destruction. Feelings must serve the faith. Do yours? We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. This is Viewpoint. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The date was no was May 21st, 2012. It's the cover story of Newsweek magazine when it was still published in print. On the front is a picture of Barack Obama with a halo over his head in rainbow colors. The title The First Gay President. Barack Obama declared the first gay or homosexual president. Now, why would that be? Well, first of all, because he actually embraced the concept of LGBTQ and promoted it. But even more than that, looking back at the records in Chicago, it appears that Mr. Obama himself was involved in the, dare we say, the LGBTQ movement behind the scenes, personally involved. I don't need to say more. Don't need to say more. But there's a reason why Mr. Obama embraced the practice of homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexuality, transgenderism, and was one of the key promoters of it. And this is the reason why Andrew Sullivan, a homosexual author, wrote the feature article concerning Barack Obama, published by Newsweek as his cover story, May 21st, 2012, nine years ago. Is there significance to this? Oh, I believe there is. I believe there's massive significance to this. It's not just 
facts on the ground as we see the progression of the gradual acceptance of the practice of homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, transgenderism. Uh, the next thing to fall is probably going to be uh, uh, polyamory uh, or uh, bisexuality, excuse me, uh, pedophilia and then bestiality. That's the natural progression of things. You see, it all began with divorce in 1968, as Ronald Reagan, then governor of California, decided that it would be a good thing and helpful to minimize the effect of divorce, and so uh, crafted and passed the first uh, no-fault divorce law right there in Southern California, right there in California where I practice law in the largest family law court of the nation, Los Angeles Superior Court System, nine major, major courts. I saw it happen. I watched the trajectory of the impact of this, not only in the culture in California, but all across the country. It spread like wildfire. The normalization of divorce, no fault. In other words, all you had to do is declare that uh, you believe that irreconcilable differences have risen such as to cause the irremediable breakdown of your marriage. Those were the magic words. That's all you had to say. No proof, nothing. Just make the statement. Shortly thereafter, divorce began to be accepted in the church. Up until that time, divorce had never been accepted in the church, and certainly not in evangelical churches, but it only took a few years before it became normalized in both Protestant and even Catholic churches, less so among Catholic churches than in Protestant churches. Believe it or not, the divorce rate in the, in the uh, Northeast, which is largely Catholic, happens to be much less than the divorce rate in the Protestant Bible Belt of America. That may come as a shock to you, but it is true. Once divorce became accepted in the church, as a result of it being accepted in the culture as a whole, and the God is love movement took hold in the 1970s, the early 1970s, as feelings began increasingly to become the normative measure of our faith. It had to do only about feelings, not about belief, not about truth, not about obedience, but just how do you feel? So in that particular era came a song. Debbie Boone sang the song, How Can It Be Wrong When It Feels So Right? Now You Light Up My Life. It was a salutary, uh, shall we say, declaration of the spirit of the age. Feelings had become Lord. Then immediately on the heels of the normalization of divorce came the concomitant normalization of remarriage when your spouse was still living, that Jesus had called adultery. The reasoning came among pastors and parachurch leaders and so on that if it was okay to divorce, then it must be okay to remarry. And so remarriage became normative toward the end of the 1970s. Now we had the trajectory of divorce having become normative to destroy the family, then remarriage to bring about adultery 
that characterized the church from pulpit to pew, and then came the next step. The next step was in the 1980s, the early 1980s, with the movement of homosexuality. Pressures, if you're going to normalize divorce and you're going to normalize uh, remarriage when Jesus called it adultery, then what's wrong with normalizing homosexual practice? Just because the Bible says something about it and that's not very favorable, why should we look down on that when those who claim to believe the Bible said that it was okay to do exactly what the Bible prohibited, and that was divorce and remarry when your spouse is still living? And so the argument was pretty strong. You have no moral authority to speak to us as practicing homosexuals because you yourself don't believe the Bible. Very strong argument. Then, on the heels of the homosexual movement came the transgender movement. The transgender movement didn't just happen. It happened as homosexuality became increasingly normalized and accepted even in our churches, even among pastors and parachurch leaders who were rationalizing, well, listen, God is love. So if they love one another, what's the problem? Just to distill the sentiment, that is how it went. Can you see the dominoes, the domino effect, the dominoes collapsing morally and spiritually across uh, the fruited plain? That's exactly what happened. In addition to that now, we have uh, the transgender movement. We have all of these other labels that are coming down. Who can ever keep up with them all? LGBTQ, plus, 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 whatever. I think there's something like 24, 26 new letters that have been added for different permutations, combinations of perversion that are to be included in the so-called gay movement or homosexual movement, which is celebrated in June as Pride Month. Should we take pride in this? Is this a positive progression as our president has declared? Is this something that should be celebrated? Or is this something that should be lamented on our knees in pain? Should we be waving flags, as Joe Biden said, lift your flags high to celebrate? Or should we be falling on our faces in abject repentance, saying, Lord, forgive us sinners. We are in desperate need. And how about this word pride? The Bible says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. If pride goes before destruction... Should that not be a warning to all of us in this country? I don't care whether you're a professing Christian or not. Sodomy has always been deemed a wrong uh, behavior against nature and against nature's God. George Washington said 
when he was general of the American Revolutionary Army, that if he ever caught somebody who was encouraging sodomy or practicing it, he would drum them out of the army the next day. That's how seriously he took this. Sodomy is an open and notorious action in defiance of the Creator and His creative intent and purpose. God created mankind, humankind, male and female, for the purpose of procreating. He said, be uh, fruitful and multiply. Those who practice homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, and so on, cannot be fruitful and multiply. Therefore, their actions and choices and attitudes are open in open defiance against the Creator. This is the reason why God said that it was an abomination. He didn't just pick up some weird idea that it, and call it an abomination. No, it went directly in opposition to his created, created purpose for humankind. This is serious stuff. Because if a nation decides to completely cast off the God-ordained boundaries for sexual behavior, what you have in effect done is declared, we are severing ourselves from the God who made and preserved us a nation. We no longer not only don't need him, we don't want him, and we refuse and reject all strictures that he put upon us as creator because we know better. In other words, it is a way to elevate humankind and their decisions as equal to or greater than God as creator himself. So, this kind of pride is the worst, most egregious form of pride known to God. It is impossible, I'm going to make a statement here, it is impossible to be a biblically humble practitioner of LGBTQ and so on behavior. It's impossible. Because the very practice of those things is in open defiance against the word, will, and ways of God. And if that be true, what should we expect? As a consequence, well, you might ask the Boy Scouts. Their fall was due to turning from God's truth. The Boy Scouts. Can a whole nation fall in the same way? Can the whole world fall in the same way? It will. That's exactly what God said is going to happen. In fact, Jesus, in the book of Luke, tells us that as it was in the days of Lot, Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah 
as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be just before the second coming of the Son of Man, who is coming not to save the world from its sin, but to judge the world in and for its sin. That's what we have to look forward to. That's what the world has to look forward to. That's what America has to look forward to. That's what pastors and parachurch leaders and priests and politicians and parents have to look forward to who refuse to embrace God's viewpoint on this issue. This is not an anti-human an and uh, a, a lack of sympathy and empathy message. There is not one shred of hatred in my heart for those who practice homosexuality. In fact, if you knew how my wife and I have conducted ourselves with regard to those who actually did openly practice, even when we were California, you would know there is not a shred of hatred in our heart. But we do choose to agree with God. And there's a difference. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a For Pastors Only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. If a man lie with mankind as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, and they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Those are the words of God through Moses in the book of Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 13. And not just there. It's repeated in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 26 to 32. Not pronouncing a death penalty but showing how the acceptance and practice or acceptance and or practice of homosexuality, lesbianism, self, uh, uh, same-sex marriage, transgenderism, all those things are a sign that the people have adopted a reprobate mind, which is an open and notorious attitude and mindset against the Creator. And because of that, because of that, things are not going to go well. They're not going to go well at all. So we have both Old Testament and New Testament. Some people will say, well, Jesus didn't mention that. He didn't have to. 
because he said, I came not to destroy the law, but to give full meaning to it. He said, I, there isn't going to be one jot or one tittle of the Torah that's going to be changed. I'm, going to, I'm giving full meaning to it. He didn't have to repeat it. The New Testament is just a continuation of God's redemptive work expressed in the Old Testament. They're a continuation, not a due religion. Romans chapter 1, because that which uh, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, who claim to know the truth are claiming to be Christians and yet are living unrighteously and claiming that that makes it, that they're okay and and even though the Bible speaks against it, God knows my heart, and therefore he approves my abominable behavior. Paul goes on in Romans chapter 1, which you ought to read, starting with about verse 18 and through the end of the chapter. He says, God gives these people over to a reprobate mind. What people? God gives them over to vile affections, for even their women change the natural use into that which is against nature. That's lesbianism. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burn in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was appropriate, like AIDS. God gave them over to a reprobate mind because they refused to retain God in their knowledge being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, and so on, disobedient, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. In other words, you don't have to be a practicing uh, same-sex marriage support uh, person, but if you support that, if you support the practice of homosexuality and lesbianism and transgenderism and bestiality or pedo- pedophilia or whatever, if you support any of them, you have actually, from God's viewpoint, declared yourself complicit in attitude and mind and intention with those who actually do it, and you will be held equally accountable. This is not something to treat lightly, friends, if indeed you believe that we're on the near edge of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is coming to judge the world in righteousness. Righteousness is right living according to his word, his will, and his ways. Interestingly, the Pentagon, going back to 2014, under Barack Obama, the Pentagon was urged to boot chaplains who opposed gay marriage. In other words, get rid of the chaplains 
who stand for what God and his word stands for. This, is, this was the leadership of Barack Obama. Another one, Obama in 2015 sent directive letters to schools. You either gender bend or lose your funding. In other words, you either agree to accept the practice of homosexuality, same-sex marriage, and so on, or we're going to cut your funding. The Fairfax County School Board voted overwhelmingly in 2015 to expand its non-discrimination policy to accommodate transgender teachers and students. And parents overwhelmingly opposed the change. Friends, this is the same area of the country that is now uh, in the news over critical race theory. The same people are promoting the perversions of critical race theory that were promoting LGBTQ authority against the will of the parents. And it was Barack Obama who was directing it. So bad has this situation become that that same year, 2015, the headline read, two million homosexuals flood the streets to perform a mock crucifixion of Jesus. I'm looking at the picture right now. The rally took place in the streets of the Brazilian city of Sao Paulo. Two million homosexuals flooded the streets and performed a mock crucifixion of Jesus. A transgender actress played the part of dressing up like Jesus, being whipped until she bled, and then being crucified. I'm looking at her picture right now. This is blasphemy, friends, and this is worldwide now. We're talking primarily about things happening in America because America was supposed to be the gem of the oceans, the land of the free, the home of the brave, under God, a nation under God indivisible. But apparently we don't want to be under God anymore. Now, according to Paul Cameron and Kirk Cameron, in 2017, just two years after Barack Obama led that uh, effort, the relative proportion of U.S. teenagers claimed to be homosexual has increased 85%. The relative proportion who have not made up their minds about embracing homosexuality has increased 53%. Those claiming interest only in the opposite sect had dropped 6%. Of the 16 million U.S. high school students, 
An extra million are either homosexual or heading in that direction. So say the findings of a gigantic 25-year study of the Centers for Disease Control, and that was in 2015. No society has ever pushed homosexuality to its youth until we have. From gay pride parades to Disney secreting little gay messages into its films to the Center for Disease Control recommending that all schools have gay straight clubs boosting homosexuality is the flavor of our new so-called sensitive society. And the strategy is working even among girls. Gallup reported that the majority of homosexuals 20 years old were men. 55% now are women. This is destroying the very foundation of the family, which is exactly what the enemy of your soul and our nation wants to do. Sodomy was sold to America. The American Dictionary of the English Language in 1828 written by Noah Webster, the famous Noah Webster, defined sodomy as a crime against nature. And words mean something. So, Sir David McCallus, in writing his commentaries on the law of Moses, said this, Whoever therefore wishes to ruin a nation has only to get this vice introduced, that is, homosexuality, sodomy. For it is extremely difficult to extirpate it where it has once taken root because it can be propagated with much secrecy. And when we perceive that it has once got a footing in any country, however powerful and flourishing, we may venture as politicians to predict that the foundation of its future decline is laid, and then after several hundred or some hundred years, it will no longer be the same powerful country it is at present. That was written in 1814. 200 years ago. Are we the same nation? No, we're not the same nation. Our moral and spiritual foundations are almost destroyed. The same thing that happened in ancient Rome before its fall. Perhaps no other movement in the history of America has had so much success in such a short time. And our current president says celebrate it and wave the flags with pride. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they loved one another. Incredible. 
But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. Today, we are lamentably dealing with a month that has been co-opted by the LGBTQ community and those who seek to promote it as Pride Month, Gay Pride Month. I reject that it's Gay Pride Month, but that's what they say. Today we talk about pride, perversion, and prophecy. Pride, perversion, and prophecy. I'd like for us to take a quick look at uh, Amazon. May 31st, 2021. This came on the web. Amazon enters June bursting with pride. Celebrate Pride Month. I'm reading from their promotion. Pride Month is all about celebrating love and equality. Glamazon, Amazon's LGBTQIA plus affinity group, raised the new progress pride flag at Amazon's Seattle headquarters. The new flag includes pink, white, and blue to represent the trans community and black and brown to represent people of color. Its raising is just the start of dozens of activities and events Amazon planned for this month. This is the largest corporation, arguably, in the world. They go on to say, shop with pride. Customers can support the community, that is, the LGBTQ community, by shopping Amazon's pride shop. Again, the scriptures say that pride is the foundation of destruction. And a haughty spirit goes before a fall. Friends, this is both pride and a haughty spirit. Because it's arrogating itself, humankind, corporations, politicians, even the President of the United States, and many pastors and priests. Even, arguably, the current Pope. He's been playing footsie with this issue now for quite some time, trying to pretend that he's not in favor of the capitulation to the LGBTQ process, but he is. Why? Because he wants to curry favor with what he perceives to be a large growing movement, and that's the only way that he can gain on behalf of the Vatican dominion over the world. Religiously. You need to understand that. But I'd like to take a look at the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts was the largest youth organization in America for over a century. And it enabled fathers and sons to develop manly character, traits of honor, moral purity, integrity, service, patriotism, faith in God, and respect for family. Then at the turn of the century, year 2000, 
LGBTQ activists put pressure on the Boy Scouts of America to compromise its moral code and convictions. And instead of remaining resolute and courageously combating the assault, the leadership buckled. Now remember, it's about 40 years ago now, when in Southern California, I climbed a peak, a 9,000 plus foot elevation peak, called Mount Baden-Powell in the Angeles Forest. Mount Baden-Powell was named after the founder of the Boy Scouts. He was honored. The Boy Scouts was an honorable institution in our country, one of the few that was then remaining at the turn of the millennium. And here's what happened. Here's a short display of the fall of the Boy Scouts. In 2013, right after Barack Obama was elected, contrary to the second time, contrary to its code upholding moral purity, officials yielded to receive homosexual youth into the Boy Scouts of America. In 2015, homosexual adults were allowed into the Boy Scouts along with approval for positions of scouting leadership. In 2017, transgenders were allowed into the Boy Scouts of America. In the same year, girls were allowed. Girls were then allowed into the Boy Scouts of America. In 2019, tensions escalated as fathers and sons were increasingly withdrawing. By 2019, exposure of over 84,000 sexual abuse victims and claims had dwarfed the infamous Catholic Church priest scandal. And by 2020, litigation brought bankruptcy to the Boy Scouts of America. If that can happen to the Boy Scouts of America, why can't it happen to America? This is a serious problem, friends. The Bible warns us of catastrophic consequences that come to those rejecting the unchanging truth in Scripture. And Rome declined because it failed to heed God's warnings and wisdom. The Bible says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth, even though they knew God. They didn't glorify him as God or give thanks, but became futile in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they become fools. So God gives them up to dishonorable passions. And that's exactly what's happening. Just study the catastrophic rates of STDs in this country. Is this something to be proud of? I think not. Why has the Nellis Air Force Base, home to the largest U.S. air combat training center, just hosted a drag queen show supposedly in order to boost morale, diversity, and inclusion. 
unbelievable. The first ever drag show was indeed hosted on June 17th by the 99th Air Base Wing. Nellis is home to the United States Air Force Warfare Center, where pilots from all branches of the U.S. military as well as foreign allies train in air combat. The day before the drag show, the base's Twitter account promoted the training with members of the Qatar Ameri Air Force. This is an abomination, friends. This isn't just wokeness. This is blatant blasphemy. In the name of a nation who professes to be under God. Not to mention, of course, the Episcopals that back in 2015 decided to approve homosexual weddings in their churches. Mm-hmm. And the United Methodists that are having exactly the same battle and threatening to divide the entire denomination. The state of Kentucky back in 2015, imposing a religious test on volunteer pastor counselors in its youth division, insisting that the pastors refrain from calling homosexuality sinful and dismissing those pastors who could not and refused to bend their religious faith to accommodate the state's requirements to approve that which God said he hates. In 2015... Barack Obama, in his State of the Union address, said that legalization of same-sex marriage in the United States is one of the things he has seen that represents, quote, America at its best. Let me repeat that. Obama, in his State of the Union address, said same-sex marriage is America at its best. The same president, Barack Hussein Obama, was the first president in history to sit and pose for the cover of an LGBT magazine. I'm looking at it right now. On the cover of Out Magazine, latest Out 100 issue as the publication's Ally of the Year. And shockingly, the state of Massachusetts apparently is now the homosexual capital of the USA, replacing San Francisco. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. But these things are contagious, friends. This, you want to talk about a deadly virus? This is deadly from God's viewpoint. Deadly to our morals. Deadly to us spiritually deadly to the country in the long term and deadly to your spiritual future. And now, David Archuleta, a former contestant on American Idol, has spoken out about his sexual orientation, urging people to exhibit compassion toward those who identify as LGBTQ. 
encouraging Christians and Mormons to embrace such sexual orientations as being consistent with their religious beliefs. Where does all this end? When Barack Obama displayed his unadulterated favor for homosexuality, lesbianism, and so on, he actually gave approval to his own immoral thoughts, aspects, and commitments to the entire black community. Do you know where that's left, the black community? AIDS is now the number one killer of black women, ages 25 to 44. The number one killer. A black woman is 25 times more likely to contract AIDS than a white woman and represents 72% of all women with AIDS. African-Americans are 20 times more likely than whites to have gonorrhea. 50% of all new AIDS cases are in the black community, which comprises only 12% of the population. Black men on the down low, practicing bisexuality and and same-sexuality, are having sex with other men behind the backs of their wives and girlfriends while claiming not to be homosexual or bisexual. A study among black men in 37 colleges in North Carolina revealed that 84 men with HIV, of those, one-third had sex with men and women. It appears, according to a black spokesperson, the coordinator of marriage ministry for the Archdiocese of Chicago, Andrew Like, he says marriage for blacks has become an alternative lifestyle. It's considered non-essential. Dr. Beverly Guy, in her gender, gender talks, said black men don't attach as much significance to monogamy but black women assume marriage will be monogamous. Therefore, there is terrible distrust between black men and black women, an acute crisis in black America. Say, why would you pick on black America? Barack Obama did, the first black president. He's the one that declared homosexuality to be cool. What do you say? What do you say? Thanks for listening to Viewpoint. I hope you'll become